Welcome to Disciples of Agony, Episode 2. Today, we are going to be talking about War Machine Weekend, and we have a very special guest, Sam Cameron from Canada? Victoria, BC. There it is. He came down. Uh, he is also on the Discord with us, and he was gracious enough to join us for this kind of recap of how we did. Uh, my name is Brian, or Pook, on Discord. Uh, I'm Tayden, uh, PR Priest on Discord. I'm Stan, type 2 on Discord, the uh, saltiest member of the cast who did not go to the con. And again, I'm Sam Cameron. I am Codfather on the Discord. All right, so we're just going to kick it off. The three of us, PR, Peyton, uh, myself, and Sam, all went to War Machine Weekend. We all participated in the LCQ, some of us to greater success than the others. Going in, let's discuss what we brought. Uh, Sam, why don't you go first, then PR, then I will. Uh, so I brought double wins to this event. Uh, Morgul 2, double turtles, reavers, all your standard stuff, and Rasheth, double turtles, and Supreme Guardian, and a couple weapon crews and the regular support. Uh, I've only been playing Scorn for about two months, and before that I was, had taken about a year and a half off. I don't think double wins is the ideal pairing, but I figured I'd focus on one thing since I had haven't been playing for so long and had so little time to prepare. My pair was Xerxes 2 with six drakes, two turtles, and Archidon. Uh, I got three free Kriyas, two minions, pain givers, and I paired that with Morgul 2 with two turtles, an Ancestral Guardian, a Maximum Reverse with, uh, with Command Attachment, a minion of pain givers, one Vessel, one Extoler, Marketh, and the battle group was double Archidon and Shaman. Xerxes 2 drakes is really good. I needed a quick strop, so Morgul 2. And that's fair. I brought uh, the Morgul 2 list that I talked about last time on cast. And so that's for a recap that was Morgul 2 uh, in Masters of War with an Agonizer, a Kraya, an Archidon, and a Savage. Uh, oh, actually, not a not an Agonizer. Sorry, a Reptile Hound, a Kraya, a Savage, and an Archidon. Um, two max units of Praetorian Ferox with Redeem. Two Willbreakers, Soul Ward, and some other pieces that I can't think of. Oh, a Pharaoh Bow Grinder unit, minimum, and Aptimus Parketh. The goal of that list was to kind of scoop up high def troopers, because that was pretty much the only thing I was worried about my other list with. But it also has, you know, mortality, it has takedown, it has lots of ways of just ignoring tough, it has lots of ways of ignoring. Essentially, your defense stat because minus six defense is basically zero uh, for the most part, and um, yeah, so that that was kind of the goal was to kind of cover high def. Um, the other list is what we call kaiju on Discord. It is Xerxes two uh, with desert hydra and oh, this is not uh, Imperial Warhost. So it's Xerxes two, two agonizers, a Kraya, Those are all free. Tiberian, a desert hydra. Two Siege Animatrixes, a minion of Pangiver Beast Handlers, and a Bogtrog Misspeaker. And that is the entire list. It's not very many models, but it hits like a ton of bricks, and it actually hits relatively accurately with Xerxes' feet. Rapport, it hits extraordinarily hard, hitting at a minimum. The minimum is POW 18, but it can get up to POW 22 with very minimal effort. And it just eats bricks, medium bases, um, alive. So uh, that was kind of my main drop throughout the whole thing. 
And it plays and it plays Darude Sandstorm all the time. It does play Sandstorm. <laughs> Alright, so uh, we're going to fly through everyone round, uh, round Robin, um, starting at round one. Let's lead off with Peyton. Alright, my round one, I get paired into a Minions player. Uh, his pair is Rask and Super Friends. Uh, notably, he has the new Meyer uh, running a Rastler, uh, which ends up being relatively important later in the game. Uh, his other list is Maylock for Posse. I'm not confident in my Morgul list into the Rask, so I drop Xerxes too. He drops Rask. Uh, I get first turn. I run up. I feel I have to give hit. I have to push up as far as humanly possible because Rask is going to feed bottom of one. He feeds, or he comes into me. He feeds. I trample up both turtles, get to take off two heavies. Uh, then we just take the slow grind of him trading heavies for two to three lights because he has a plus six strength swing and Meyer can cast three rages a turn. It ends up being very grindy and on like very end of the game, towards the end of the game, he has a low health spitter, a full health wrestler, and about a half health uh, swamp horror left. Xerxes has to go in and kill the uh, spitter. Uh, he does. He That leaves him with three fury. He can... He can sprint outside of the wrestler threat, but not outside of the swamp horror threat. So I decide the best play is to stranglehold it. Um, he is paralyzed from a Kriya gun, so I need not snakes to hit. I miss the not snakes to hit. Sprint back camping one. Uh, the swamp horror ends up leaving me on one box, and then the I get finished the next turn. And that's how my round one went. Wow. You needed not snakes, and you got it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I I mean that seemed like the right way to go. Uh, is there is there any other crucial mistake um, or thing you would have done different throughout that game? So I let my I think I should have focused more on killing Meyer. At one point, I could have sacrificed. It would have sacrificed three Drakes, but I would have got to kill Meyer, and that would have probably been the better play because it limits. He can't cast Rage then, which is only a plus three, and he can only put it on one War Beast. Meyer is exceptional in the Rask list because between him and the Rassler, he can put Rage on all four other Warbeasts in the list. So I should, probably should have gone for that, but it, it was the first day Meyer had ever been on table. So uh, yeah, yeah. I really didn't have reps into him. That's fair. Uh, I would say Rask is probably the first place I, I thought of sticking Meyer in. Seems like whoever you played made a good call there. Yes. All right. Any any closing thoughts about this game? I should have played. I think I may have feeded a turn early. I think I probably could have killed the heavies I did with turtles without the feet, um, and then I could have kept Drake's back and then feeded the following turn. And I probably would have been in a better position. But that was a game I hadn't played in a long time. Was versus Rask. That's fair. That's fair. You're always having to think about the feet too. So understandable. Yeah. Um, next up, how about Brian? How was your round one? Oh, it was lovely. Um, it was into a Trollbudge player. Uh, he was running Madrek 1 in Storm of the North, and, and he was running Berka in Power of Dunia. So I felt like he was in a, a very bad spot, uh, list chicken-wise. So if he drops Power of Dunia into Xerxes to... He gets smashed. 
he drops Madrak to Madrak one into Morgul two, he gets smashed. But if he drops Berka and I drop Morgul, I'm in a not great place. It's not the worst possible place, but it's not a good one. Um, whereas if I drop Xerxes into Madrak one, it's a game that I've I've usually I've pulled out before. It's a little bit more dicey. I think it's manageable. So I choose Xerxes two. He drops Madrak one. That was a fun try. It, the game, he holds onto his feet for an exceptionally long time. I don't think he... Uh, I lose the roll, and I choose sides, um, which is less fun for me. But he holds onto his feet until, like, top of three. So I actually feeded bottom of two to kind of... Was it bottom of two? No, I think I feeded bottom of three uh, to get a bunch of damage in on this stuff. But um, he healed it right back up. Uh, with his feet. Oh yeah, so I shot him up on the way in. He feeded to heal up and then charge in. And then I counterfeited um, because I tried to send my Hydra in on a two-camp with Scroll Madrick one, <laughs> which after I plugged in the odds, it was about a four percenter, which was kind of dumb. I should have oh. just, yeah, I should have just uh, continued attritioning i could have done a lot of attrition work with that hydra instead of doing that but i got greedy i thought it was possible and it just didn't work out uh, i need signs importance eights to hit and i was at dice minus one on damage so with seven attacks because i had to regen my mind uh because he took it out on a free strike as i charged out with uh with the hydra yeah, it just wasn't a smart move. I should have played the attrition. I had another better chance to win um, when he charged Madrek in on Xerxes 1, and oh boy, did he blow that, those rolls out of the water. Like, they were just bad. He missed uh, three or four times um, hitting Xerxes, and when he did hit, he did either 0 or 3 damage. So he ended up camping 1 and casting even ground. Um, but he wasn't in base-to-base. -base. He was actually kind of a distance away. So I was able to get a charge and impact attack on Madrick 1. But I missed the 8 to hit with the mount. So there goes a power 14. Doesn't knock him down because of even ground, which kind of sucks. Um, but then I also whiff the 8 needed on the charge attack, which was, uh, you know, boosted 8 and dice plus 1 damage roll. Uh, so or a dice even damage roll, something like that, and that that just shot it right out of the water. So he won on scenario ten to five in the long run. I had Xerxes and two pain givers left at the end of that game, and he had at least one. He had like two of one unit of champs and uh, two of each unit of champs, and both his battle group beasts. So he was kind of in a, a pretty commanding spot at that point. So that was the end of my attempt at lcq <laughs> but we continue playing just on the off chance that top eight cut would work out what round or what round did most of your support go down or did they do anything meaningful like the agonizer in the <laughs> i killed one of my own agonizers because i advanced him up and repulsed two champions out of the hydra's way that was when i went in on madrak but then the agonizer was in the way so i used tiberian to bonk him to death but it took two hits at dice plus five. 
with signs and corn scrolls, so I needed <laughs> one eight, <laughs> and then he was gone, but that didn't work out. So um, I killed one of my own. He killed a Kraya, I think, with a bomber. And uh, the other agonizer, uh, he got ricocheted into and then frenzied into Scaldi and then died. So it was kind of all over the place. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty funny because my agonizer usually can, can not like take electro leaps and somehow yours tanks Tiberian. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, that was, that was fun. <laughs> it's like you're supposed to die for the Empire. Yeah, exactly. Get out of here. I don't want you. Do either of you have any questions for Brian about his round one? Do you think the um, your accuracy list is good enough into Madrak in general? The double oh yes, build? I've played it. I played a variation of that li- of my Morgul list into it. Um, it was double swordsmen and single cats at the time, but I think double cats is just better. Uh, yeah, they're deaf on feet turn. They're deaf ten. They don't have vengeance or anything, and you leap behind them. So they can't turn and hit you, and they're, you're swinging at uh, their armor. If they're in the stone, their armor 18 down to 16 for mortality. So I'm right, assuming sorry, you're I mean, hitting... Um, Xerxes 2 into that matchup. Do you think you're accurate enough? Gotcha. Um, yes, because honestly, if I had just focused on the champs, which is all of his hard... I had a bomber also, that was it, and raiders... If I just focused on the champs instead of trying to plink off the raiders round one, I would have been fine. They're def 14 against ranged, so you need eights to hit with the guns, so you hit two out of four on average. I mean, I felt like it was fine, honestly. Um, the, the Hydra should be able to... I should have placed her more centrally um, and kind of had the champs going into that and kept the animatrix is off to the side because she she will eat them straight up and be snacking the whole time so she gets you know hit down to half her health and then she picks up five or six champions and then does a regen even between even with sanguine bond like they they don't want to be taking all that damage yeah the hydra can certainly show madrak how healing is done yeah like yeah exactly so yeah, like I, I feel like it's actually not that bad for Xerxes. It's not what I wanted, but it was better than if Morgul had dropped into Berka. Right. Excellent. Uh, any other closing thoughts about your round one? Um, don't rely on boosted dates. And check your four percenters. <laughs> yes, and check the four percenters. <laughs> All right. So then, uh, mirror, mirror on the wall. Sam, t- tell me about your round one. Uh, so my round one is, uh, was a scored mirror. Uh, my opponent had Morgul 2 in Disciples of Agony and Zadesh 2 in Imperial Warhouse uh, with double turtles. Though his Zadesh list didn't have a fish sticks. What's, his, what's he really called? Miss Speaker. That's the one. So I figured Morgul 2 was a drop because even if he drops Zadesh, he's going to have a turret with no turtles. I, go, I, went, I won the roll. I go first. Everything moves up. He moves up and blinds my turtles and a fair amount of my army but for some reason even being a moral two player he forgot that isla sight gets rid of blind oops Morgul moves up (laughs) blinds mortalities and turtle goes in and kills him ouch oh okay just straight up wow yeah that was a pretty fast game did you grab a beer i walked around for about an hour and a half (laughs) (laughs) 
Wow. Um, what do you say about that? Uh, congratulations. Good job. And wow. Yeah, Whatever I, I mean, was too. I, I can't imagine you have many takeaways from that game. No, it was unfortunate. He just forgot, and I assumed he was had something planned, but it was just him forgetting. Mm-hmm. Uh, that one ended far too early. Um, what happens if he sprint like kills? Was anything in range for him to kill and sprint back? Was there a better no, play no, that I you had, saw on uh, the table? I'm not really familiar with the. It was the Disciples of Agony with double brigands and uh, okay. road. He had a roadhog as well. Uh, I'm not that familiar with that, but uh, he certainly needed to keep Morgul safe, and I don't think he can really afford to you leverage his feet very much just because of the turtles will always be able to hit him back if he does. Uh, yeah, but they, I mean, he can't be knocked down, so at the That's very true. least, he's always deaf. 12. Whoops. Yep. All right. That's a bad sign. Well, that's fair then. Um, I guess let's move on to round two. Back to you, Peyton. So round two, I got a local. His pair was Cray Sloan. I dropped Xerxes too, because I felt confident in that, into both of those. Uh, he dropped Sloan. I got first turn. I ran everything up. I ran both turtles up, charged with everything, except one Kriya. Xerxes camped four, and the Kriya walked behind him and put him in Animus. Two other Kriyas kept it, got as many drakes as they could in Animus, and then we whipped off the Fury with Pain Givers. He feed, he, the following turn, he feeded, took off one turtle, and like half the other turtle's health. He ended this turn. I then feeded, took off all five Minutemen and Ace and two Hunters, and he shook my hand. Interesting. Do you feel like his target selection could have been any better on his feet turn? So he's dice off six with hunters into drakes. Uh, important detail: I had a huge hill on my side that I could fit six or five of the six drakes on. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they were death seventeen. So he's hitting on elevens. So I camped four because I thought that the best way for him to win the game was to kill my caster. Um, and camping four, I don't think he can. Because I stayed outside of Minuteman threat. He All he could get to me was the four eight hunters and ace. I'm not sure if it's better for him if he decides to go all in on the Drake clan just because he misses half his shots. Yeah, I, I, I mean, that seems tough for him. Did you talk about it after the game? to see if After there was... the game we talked, uh, I think he dropped the wrong list. I think Kray's, uh, he had Kray, Double Storm Strider, Three Centurions in the other list. I think it's a lot better. I don't think it's good, but I think it's a lot better. Um, um, I would agree with that. Yeah, I, I would agree with that too because he could he could kind of control the game uh, unless he like absolutely gets blown up on your feet turn. Beyond that, um, I, I mean, yep, sounded like a typical Xerxes game. It's either won or lost on turn two. Uh, yeah, that sounds like Xerxes too. <laughs> well, the 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 spamless at least, right? Yeah, because that's how Drakes and how Archidons work. Is they're so fast and they hit so hard that. But you're 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 riling everything up at that point, so you're either winning or losing based on the dice. It depends on when you have to activate your pain givers, because a lot of time you whip down all your drakes down to one or two fury on them, in which case they only frenzy forty five percent of the time, or that's right, fifty five percent of the time, because they're threshold nine down to sevens. Like I mean, yeah, but you're 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 loading them all up, so yes, you're, most yeah. of them will. Yeah, right about half of them will frenzy. Yeah, but the other half, where the half of the remaining, because you can pull off what you're not spending. Usually, Xerxes goes. uh, Depending on the matchup, Xerxes can usually go down to like a one camp. Yeah, Um, yeah. 
and then he can pull off four, and usually one, uh, like two drakes will die because they're arm fourteen. Yeah, I, I, I've uh, done. Um, I, I've camped one or two with the kaiju list into Sloan before, and I mean it's worked out for me. So I'm assuming you were you're very safe with your four. Yeah. All right. So looks right. like we had a, another blowout. Let's go back to Brian for <laughs> round two. It doesn't get much more interesting, honestly. Um, I played against Mozart, um, and speaking uh, of the caster, that usually you find out the result pretty early. Yeah, they feeded on me. I went second again, so I chose the side that didn't give him a trench to hide in. He ran up with everything into turtle range with his warp wolves he had two he had a warp wolf stalker and a pure blood and then two bold weirds so i ended up putting i still put out rapport because i was still out of range after advancing up with uh sandstorm up with the hydra i think i even may have charged but the turtles were able to do they each got four shots and they were each able to pump them into the pure blood and the stalker on their side uh, all four, because he hid in a forest thinking that probably would save him forgetting about Isla's sight and how that interaction works. So one turtle hit the stalker for 12 or 15 damage, and then the other turtle hit the other hit the pure blood, took out his spirit actually. And then I kind of ran everything up behind it and kind of sat there. He feeded the top of two, catching just the Hydra and just Tiberian. The Hydra had two, Tiberian had one. And both frenzied on my turn. So that's where my high dice went. Um, and uh, because of that, he went for an assassination top of his three and came up uh, six-ish boxes short. Um, he missed his Curse of Shadows needing not snakes, which would have been that six damage, but we played a little bit more lax, so I let him take some stuff back that didn't work out, and so on and so forth. So uh, I would probably would have been a little bit tighter about that. He forgot to uh, send in the Warwolf on the Reef Hunter shots, and I uh, mispositioned Tiberian out of shield gun range. If I had played a little bit smarter, he wouldn't have even gotten that close, but he did. Uh, he got six points and then promptly conceded with a zero camp Mozart sitting in front of Xerxes. Yeah, yeah. Probably didn't want to see himself get smacked by the flag. No, I mean, that's, yes, exactly. <laughs> I don't know, what, what did you think about Mozart as a caster? I've seen him occasionally throughout the years, essentially, um, and Doppler Vark is scary, but when you have super high armor, it doesn't matter. So I had the Agonizer within the aura. I had the Cryo within the aura. So he had one black, one Wraithbane from the Pure Blood because of the way Mosar was moving around the table. He didn't have the Fury to cast another one and try and arc the or funnel the um, Reeves shots through that that guy. So cool, he tried, but. Mosar will probably have problems. I mean, I also had the unfortunate thing of having both Tiberian and my Hydra frenzy. Like, if one of those two doesn't frenzy, he doesn't have any Reeves left. And therefore, the assassination is completely off the table. So, you know, it works sometimes, but it's not... I, I've never been impressed by it. Did you feel like your opponent was a practiced player uh, with this caster? And did he pull off any nice pillars? 
he was practiced enough. He he knew exactly what the Pillars did. He kind of went over it with me at the very beginning of the game, uh, saying, most people don't know how this works. And I'm just like, yeah, for Mark II, it did this. And he's like, yeah, it doesn't work like that anymore. Like, you can charge them now. Yeah, charging them is a neat trick. It Well, it's, yes. Uh, and they're only armor 20 legs. So if you can break it with a gun, period, you can break it. It used to be you had to have a typed gun of some sort over POW 12 or something like that to even try to break it, which was weird. But uh, Yeah, it used to be, you had to be POW 14 to be able to damage it. Yeah. But, I mean, he put one in between Tibbers and the Hydra on his feet turn, which was a little bit strange because it was just like, okay, well, when one of them, they both ended up frenzying, but when one of them frenzies, they just kill that thing. So it's not protecting you from anything. It's just stopping me from hitting my own stuff. Yeah, yeah, that, that's um, interesting. But that's the way he chose to do it. Well, that and maybe he didn't expect both your things to frenzy either. But if only one frenzied, it was in base-to-base with both of them. True, true. So I didn't understand. I just didn't understand it. Maybe he was trying to do some super cool tech. But Tiberian frenzied and bonked it, and then the Hydra frenzied and bonked, uh, bit the Siege Animatrix in the ass and um, gave me a, a rage token. But I didn't actually do all that much damage. I think I did three or four, so it wasn't that big of a pay- price to pay for a, a rage token. Taking lessons from your agonizer last game. Yep. So that was that was my round, too. Alright, you guys got any more questions for Brian, or should we move on to Sam? I think we're good. Alright, Sam, tell us about your round, too. Uh, my round, too, was against a Trollbud player, and again, I don't remember his name. If any, if any of my opponents are listening, I'm sorry, I lost my sheet. But anyways, he was playing Jarl, paired with uh, Madrak. One, I believe, both were in Band of Heroes. He dropped Jarl into me. I believe, I I don't recall who won first, but we both move up. He uses his feet, basically blocked his whole army off for me. Um, Before you go further, actually, sorry. Who did correct? you drop? Mortal. Okay. Uh, he uses his feet and some terrain to kind of block off his whole side of the board. He puts his Fen Blades and both champion units right behind the, the clouds, so my Reeves can't shoot, or Reavers can't shoot anything. Isla Sight goes on the turtles. They shoot shoot his mauler up a bit. Don't kill anything. Uh, but then, because his, his stuff is pretty slow, my turtles are positioned outside of threat range. So he basically just has to spend his turn, with his champs at least, just positioning and getting ready to take a take a charge next turn. Some of his fen blades go into my uh, reavers uh, that I threw forward kind of for that purpose. My following turn... Morgul Mortalities, the Fen Blades, and Feats on most of his champions, and some of his Fen Blades. Uh, the Reavers just kill basically the whole Fen Blade unit. They melt pretty fast with Mortality mm-hmm. and Blind. And the Turtles kill probably six or seven of his, his uh, champions. Oh, nice. One of the units got Mortality as well from Markef. And then that's kind of the, the game just kind of grinds from there. I'm able to get too far up on Scenario. It ends up going to Game 7, and I have about 40 seconds left on my clock, but he's down too far to catch up at that point. Gotcha. So this is a band of heroes. That's so right. no no, no uh, bears to worry about. No ambushing nope, bears. Need be, don't need to be bear aware. That's always nice. That was my first round. <laughs> yeah, that's um, worse because you got the really hard-hitting champions in the Northkin. Mm-hmm. Was Jarl himself able to pull off any magic bullet shenanigans? Right, yeah. Jarl killed a ton of the Reavers himself, especially after they killed the Fenblades. He killed probably four models most turns. 
especially in the end game. That's pretty good. Yeah, um, I've, I've honestly not played into Yarl before. Neither had I prior to that. His, this is the cloud feet, right, Yarl? Yeah, it's the four, they, it's like D3 plus 3, 4 inch clouds, and if you're not sure. immune to cold, they're also minus 2 to hit, I think. Yeah, and minus 2 to attack rolls. Oh man, it's been forever since I see him. I usually see Grim 1 now. I got nothing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, yeah. it's an interesting caster, uh, one I've looked at before while passing through trolls, but I locally I've not seen it. You know, everyone's playing here like is uh, and, Cold Grimma. Yeah, Cold Grimma, Berka, Madrag. Well, I mean, it sounds like you just handled your, your stuff well. You, you got the attrition advantage and just kept it and kept Morgul out of danger, so good on you. Sounds like a solid the game by the end. Yeah, the game by the end came actually pretty close. He had to send Jarl into combat to try to tie me up in scenario. This was the bottom of seven, I believe. Sure. It wouldn't have ended up mattering because I would have won on army points, but he did. It was uh, quite a close game by the end, at least mm-hmm. scenario points. Fair enough. I mean, an inch or a mile, right, when he's running? As the um, great Vin Diesel said. So, uh, uh, Sam, before we move on to the next round, uh, since this is your first time playing into the caster, do you have any advice for other players when they inevitably hit something in a tournament that they just haven't seen or had much experience into? It yes, seems like you just you... you played your threat ranges, right, and, and you know, uh, broke down to the basics of War Machine, right? Yeah, I think anytime you really don't know the ins and outs of what your opponent does, just try to play as conservative and cagey as possible. Keep your stuff safe. It's a lot easier when you have very high threat ranges, uh, which wins a death lift. It's much harder when you have to take the brunt of their attack when you don't know what exactly they do. Agree 100%. I mean, always stick to the, you know, keep your caster safe, stay out of assassination, ask what their maximum threat range is and, make sh- and where it comes from, and just make sure your caster is never in it until you figure it out throughout the game. Yeah, fair. That's kind of why I was asking about the magic bullet earlier. Mm-hmm. You know, it's something that might catch you off guard if you're not ready for it. All right, so uh, let's move on to round three. I'm going back to Peyton. Uh, so this round, I get a retribution Syra player. His pair is Gorshade 4 and Defenders. It's got single AFG, Halbs, Rusevas. I think the, ba- the battle group was like Phoenix and two Sirens. And then had a bunch of snipers and a uh, heavy rifle team and a unit of archers. Uh, it was paired with Assyria. He ends up dropping Gorshade into me, and I am surprised because both my pairs are fairly gun heavy. Both my lists are fairly gun heavy. Uh, I drop Morgul too because uh, blind is really, really good in direct. I get first turn. There is a central forest. Morgul dumps three and runs to behind the central forest turn one. I run everything up pretty much as far as it'll go. He kept, with his advanced move, he kept outside of 23 of Turtles. So we just run. He runs, put the next turn, he runs, puts up some clouds. He passes clock, asked me if he defeated or not. He said no. The vessel runs mortality, I arc mortality to the Halbs. I camp three with, or I camp, uh, yeah, three because I got the telemetry off with Morgul. He moves to behind the theme wall because I'm in wins. We kill the entire unit of Halbs, one sniper, one light. I think that's it. Good turn. No. It, it was a strong turn. He then felt that the only way out was an assassination, so he ran his Phoenix to be with... He couldn't run to be within stealth range, so he tries to drift his flare AoE spell. Uh, he misses the first one. It deviates off. The second one deviates, stays on me, does no damage. 
brings me down to def 18 versus guns. Uh, one sniper hits me, but everything else misses, including the two aiming AFG shots, and he concedes at that point. No, he, he's on a zero camp, and uh, my turtle, while blocked by like four bases, is within 13 inches of his caster, and I have shadow play, and my feet's still up. There's feet still available. Yep. So he shakes hands. Seems like uh, four shade went forehead. <laughs> <laughs> and the spell is called Light of Wrath. Yes. That one up because I didn't remember the name either. That is um, not how I usually see four shade played, but interesting thoughts using halberds. I was very, very surprised that he did not drop Assyria. Yeah. Assyria is usually the scorn drop, I find. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, everyone's all over their new Hondas right now, right? So yeah, that's fair. They're seeing what he can work into and what he can't. I'm just surprised. Like it feels like halberdiers are just so squishy compared to like sense and dusters. Yeah, I definitely feel he should either be playing double sense single dusters in that theme, or just spamming defend uh of us because fourteen against melee death fourteen versus against melee tough steady. His feet is really good on them. Yep, yep, that's a good point. What do you do if he drops a Syria? Uh, so pl- having played that game, uh, we bunker both turtles and Morgul around the arc, uh, around the guardian. We kill two pain givers and the flag out of the reeves, a uh, reavers unit. And we sit on three arcane vortexes. She can't actually arcane, or she can't actually blinding light anything then. And then we blind what I'm assuming it was double strike force. So we blind the strike force and send turtles in is usually how the game goes. Yeah, it seems like a solid game plan, but that's not how the drop worked out, unfortunately, for the rep player. Yeah. <laughs> Any other closing thoughts for this game? Things that I did not think about happening, I did. The turn I sent, I uh, shot up the Halberdiers. I did almost lose a turtle, because he had two armor-piercing shots and nine auto-damage from snipers. Mm-hmm. I didn't think about that going in, but it's a lot of damage. Oh yeah, um, de- Just something to watch out for. Alright, Brian? How was your round three? Round three was into what I call my prey. Um, I ended up facing Grimkin. I honestly don't remember what his other list was. It was even worse than the one he dropped. It might have been King of Nothing, but I... Was it Bump or Double DM? It was Double DM. It was Child, though, is what I faced. And he didn't ask questions about threat ranges. He didn't ask questions about what I could do. He was just like, let's play a game. I was like, cool. I won the roll to go first, and this was the pit two. So it's kind of a slower one to begin with. Top of one, I, I run full barrel at him. I run, I, I play like I care about how far the Gorham threats, and beyond that, just run straight. Bottom of one, he advances a bit, but doesn't measure anything out. And, oh, real uh, quick, what, what were the Arcana choices, if you can remember? Sure. Uh, ruin and Sacrifice. Okay. So. Yeah, top of two, uh, I measure out from... I actually didn't even put up any rage tokens. I didn't care. I just ran the beast handlers up behind the siege animatrix so I could put them where I wanted them. And he was within 13 inches of the death knell, and one of his cage ragers were within 13 inches of my siege animatrix. He had... A uh, couple of gremlin swarms and a couple of crabbits in front of them, but not far enough in front of them. So they weren't even out of the two inches. So I could charge and get everything in. 
So I think I put all of the rage tokens I could on that one, the leading one. I might have put ignite on him. In fact, I'm pretty sure I did. Report was on the Hydra as per usual. And in she went. Oh, and I got the Mistpeaker to put guidance on him as well. That was actually kind of key because the Gremlin Swarms. Xerxes feeded, and they, they went in. When the turn ended, he had lost one Cage Rager, two Skin and Moans, and two Krabbits, and two Gremlin Swarms, two Krabbits, uh, Cage Rager, uh, Skin and Moans, and the Death Knell. So I felt pretty happy going into that. He comes back and kills the Siege Animatrix with a combination of a Cage Rager and the Child, and chooses not... He almost lightning strikes with the Child. He triggered Wrath also that last round. Um, so he gets a, an extra attack. All of his beasts are damaged, so they get free charges. All the fun stuff. His crackback is pretty hard. He takes off both a Siege Animatrix and the Hydra, and he needed to because after killing the Siege Animantrax, the Hydra was still within 11 inches of the child. So he could have charged in and killed her pretty easily. But in doing so, he doesn't contest uh, one zone. He doesn't contest the middle zone, it must have been. So I score one there. Or I score a point. Oh, no, no, no. He kill boxes himself. That's how it is. Ha ha. Yes, he had to stay so far back, he killed box himself. I just need to score three points, and he has a Gremlin Swarm in one zone, a Gremlin Swarm and Carry on a Rose in another zone, and that Gremlin Swarm in the zone with my friend, my uh, objective, is straddling the middle zone, and he's got a Gorehound in that zone. So I just need to clear the zones, and I win. Uh, well, and kill the objective. So I do. It actually wasn't that hard. So... I go up to six in the end, and I win. Uh, were the other Arcana used? I, I must have missed it, besides Wrath. Um, he used... Seems like you blew everything off the table. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, when you play against Grimkin, you learn. You just focus fire one thing down yeah. instead, and then you move on to the next thing. Um, I think he used Sacrifice... When I killed like the Gremlin Swarm that was contesting my zone, um, so all of his all of his heavies went back up to full. Congratulations! There was still not anything he could do at that point. It was it was game over. Like he he I mean he put up a valiant effort and he killed a Hydra and a Siege and a but yeah. Um, he didn't contest at hardly at all. So, and he had again. He had to kill box himself because Hydra was sitting right there. And if he didn't kill it, he needed some sort of distance. So I didn't take. I couldn't just eat her. Yeah, that makes sense because that's how order of activations worked out. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was my round three. Interesting. I mean, that's that's typically how kaiju games go into Grimkin for me. For the most like part, I. I've... I was going to say, the retaliation was very strong, but uh, other than that, it's, it's usually what happens. Yeah, and I've honestly, it's been so long since I've played or faced the child. Um, 
I wasn't expecting quite a hard crackback because usually they don't threaten that far. If it was like Heretic or Dreamer, I was probably out of charge range for the Hydra, for the Skin and Bones and the Cage Ranger. You might have been able to get one in, but not both. But Abuse, hell of a drug. Yep, a child does. Mm-hmm. Especially when not on the Fury 5 Warlock. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tell me about it. <laughs> I want to love you so bad, Morgul One. <laughs> His feet's great. No, it's not. <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> it's great against Kane Three. Sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you hear that signal? You better keep that cane in the bin. <laughs> yeah, it's not because he's trash or anything. All right. I, do you have any more questions for Brian, or should we move on to Sam? No, sounds like we're good. No. All right, Sam, tell, tell us about your round three. Uh, so my round three uh, was against Kador player. He had a Vlad 1, Winterguard Command, Vlad 2, Armored Core pairing. I again, dropped Mortal 2. I figured his Vlad 1 list would... I only had one Kraya in both lists, but only one Kraya oath for Chef, and he'd shoot down too many of my, he- my huge bases. And with Morgul, I have better game into Armored Core because of uh, the blind feet and mortality affecting more than one model like Bloodmark does. So, Morgul 2 into Vlad 1. First couple turns are pretty straightforward. He moves up, I move up. I shoot at some things. He, shoot at some, he shoots at some things. I get an interesting little bunker with my Drake that he can take Pathfinder from the objective, pop into a forest, spray some Winter Guard, and then uh, Quick Work out. Or not Quick Work. Swift Hunter out. Cute. I uh, get a good. Sorry, that's a cute play. Yep. Yeah, that worked for a couple, a couple turns. Um, I'm always really skirt, scared of his, his feet and his jack. Uh, thankfully, he only had two jacks, I believe, which was a Spriggan and a Juggernaut, and I was able to get a Turtle into melee with a Juggernaut or the Spriggan rather. Um, killed it in one activation. Killed his objective. Started scoring. Despite how uh, maligned uh, list has. Uh, become it still does a ton of damage uh, when you don't have to when it doesn't have to fight stealth targets or incorporeal targets. So uh, the game boils down to he kills both my turtles and I have to send Morgul into a or I choose to send Morgul into his juggernaut which just killed one of my turtles. I didn't quite do the math and realized my dice were a little low but realized I am certainly not going to kill this juggernaut with Morgul so I Stop my attacks, camp two, and feet. I'd saved it that long because I was always scared of him getting his jacks into Morgul. Mm-hmm. Uh, I bl- so I blind most of what he has left, his rockets and a couple of his rifles, and Vlad himself. Uh, he decides to not even try to fight Morgul uh, because he has a shake blind on his jack and only has two focus. He continues attritioning me, but he ends his turn with Vlad a bit too far forward. He decides to stay in the trench because he's still because I still have Reavers on the table. Instead of backing up to the very edge of the kill box, he was pushed pretty far back. But he's too close to Morgul. Morgul apparates out of combat with the Juggernaut. Uh, takes free strike on the way in, but gets into Vlad and kills him with about 30 seconds left on my clock. So that's two Ooh. games under a minute. Wow. That's a danger zone. <laughs> I'm pretty slow still with, uh, with scoring, so most of my games I'm 
lowest on the clock. Well, at least uh, Morgul 2 got the feast. Sounds like it, yeah. Did you cast much Flashing Blade, or did you just punk him? No, the uh, oh, for uh, heal Vlad, or just in the game in general? In, in general, mostly. No, because most, most of the game, I was, I was too scared of him uh, feeding and sending in his jacks. And sure. then when he, after he had burned that, they still threat 10 inches. And because he's playing Winterguard, they're all way back. Uh, Mortal never really got a good charge off until the Juggernaut came in, and then that was a dumb charge. Fair enough. I mean, you're allowed one. <laughs> As they say, you know, to, to win a tournament, you have to be lucky and good. So, oh, I got, your... I got my fair share of luck in this tournament. <laughs> <laughs> was, your, uh, was your theme wall beneficial to you at all during this match? Uh, this, I don't think I placed it this match, as I'm still kind of learning wins and turtles. I've jammed myself up with my own wall, where I want the turtles to repo back, and then they can't. Mm-hmm. And because he had no uh, outs for stealth, his uh, winter guard were never going to be shooting Morgul, so I wasn't too worried about the defense for that. Just FYI, the Nusbriggan Kanaru stealth. Right. The... Right. That's very correct, and that's why I tried to kill him first. <laughs> that's why it's <laughs> so I guess the, yeah, the list did have outs for stealth what are you talking oh, about? glad that didn't bite me <laughs> and he does have to begin his assuming not feet turn he has to begin within what 17 inches trample, yeah, I guess, trample 7 yeah even if he gets that on me he's uh, I was always counting a couple and his rockets aren't going to hit me most likely and he has to do CRAs to do damage to hit, rather. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there is one, technically, yes. But it's not something I'd worry about too much in Decatur. All right, I guess uh, down to round four for Peyton. All right, round four. I play against Protectorate. Their pair is Durst and Exemplar Interdiction. I was praying, please let me play this list. The other list was Harby. Uh, Double Bastions, Errants, Judicator. Did not want to play that game. I ended up dropping Xerxes because I wasn't sure how Morgul would fare into Durst uh, because he had D-Cells. I think I made the wrong choice here. Probably should have dropped Morgul because he crushes Harby enough. And I think there's a game into the Durst player. However, the game is Harby into Xerxes. We play a very, very long grindy game where I spray a bunch of Bastions and he barters a bunch of things and bat- and Drakes take dice even damage on feet turn from Harvey. And it's super grindy. End of the game, Harvey gets to... He has the this 7B. We are tied on scenario. I have killed more army points than he has. And I have a one camp Xerxes within 11 and a half of Harvey. Harvey gets a... Harmonious Exaltation. She casts Crusader's Call for two. She charges Xerxes. She does like she rolls a seven on the collateral on the charge attack, so it doesn't crack armor. She does Cataclysm, I think it's called the Pal Twenty. Mm-hmm. Rolls a eight and does nine damage. The next one, uh, she casts it again. Rolls a uh, rolls another eight, does another nine damage, leaves me on one. He has a Bastion Sinchal that can charge me with Crusader's Call now. He char- or no, he can walk to me. He's engaged with Xerxes. That's what it And he rolls a 7 on dice, doesn't crack armor. Or 6 on dice, doesn't crack armor. And then his clock goes out. Oof. And I win a clock. <laughs> chuckle, chuckle, chuckle. Yeah. 
feels good, man. <laughs> feels good. Oh man. Heart stopping moments one oh one. Yeah. I think I probably should have dropped Morgul because mortality would have crushed the matchup. But I haven't played Durst in a long time, so I wasn't sure if it was if his feet plus D cell was enough to stop Morgul. And and one thing that is kind of like both a blessing and a boon about LCQ is like they give us they give you your army sheep. You don't need to fill out any of it, so you have no idea what list they've been taking all day. You have no idea what's going on, like what they've been crushing yeah. on potentially. So you don't know. It's more like round one every round because people I, aren't filling that shit out. I had seen him play the Durst list two other rounds today, so I felt there was a good possibility of him playing it. But he dropped Harvey, so. Sure. Yeah, that's fair. I got nothing else. Yeah, I don't I don't really have any anything to add to this game. I mean, clock is clock. Win to win. Mm-hmm. Yep. It is. And playing against Harvey, when they choose to martyr, that is on their time, and that was a rather relevant part of this game. Was because I have so many Pal 14s which are dice off two on Bastions, the amount of time he has to spend thinking on whether he has he wants to harbor or not a har- uh, martyr or not especially since Harvey is also only armor 14, which is dice even on sprays, it definitely came into consideration with the clock win. That's a, that's a good point to bring up. All right, well, since we have no more questions for you, Peyton, let's move on to um, Brian, who played one of my favorite matchups, although I think the Striker 2 list was kind of strange, wasn't it? It was, yes. It was a heavy metal list. It was just... I'm dropping Xerxes too at this point. Uh, I oh he had Siege One as his other list, so it was either get turbo fucked by my anti range or play a game where he only gets mildly screwed over by my anti range. So he dropped Xerxes or Striker two into it. It was heavy metal with a Centurion on Jake's, I believe, a Charger on. Junior and Striker himself had a Lancer and a Centurion. And then he had a unit of the Flank Knights, I think they're Precursor Knights, and a unit of Hammer Dwarves with Murdoch attachments. Highlights of it, he killed a turtle essentially to the box with his feet and Precursor Knights and positive charge. Um, so he got the flank, he got the positive charge, they were probably 12... Uh, back down to 10. So dice off 10s. He got a little bit spiky, but probably not too bad. Uh, he also jammed in a Centurion and a Lancer on that. Or not his Lancer. The Charger. Nope, I was right, the Lancer. And promptly got a Hydra into his back arc on his centurion so that was fun and tiberian kind of walked down the line of jacks into his zone uh and then i contested his other zone with mostly my b sandlers and then kind of kept going from there uh i put up a siege animatrix basically as kill this or lose the game um and he spent most of his remaining clock trying to figure that out Ended up three dice overloading Striker. Uh, did plus eight or nine and took 16 damage out of his. Eight. It happens sometimes. <laughs> it, yeah. Yeah, he had three box kills. 
he had three boxes left, so he took 14. And so he killed the, the Siege Animatrix, but he couldn't Velocity away, or he Velocityed, and I can't remember which, but he couldn't, couldn't get away. Shipped it over to me with nine seconds left on his clock. I could have been a smart player and just said, I contest everything and it's not your turn again because you can't win without clocking and we're only on round five or something like that. Instead, I did the why not kind of thing and aimed with the Hydra and did a concentrated blast on Striker, needing a eight plus to kill him. Now remember, <laughs> eight pluses are not my friends, but I did hit and I did kill. So yeah, blew him off the table with concentrated blast. Ren Raku, one of the other Discord players, was like, you did that just to, to tell me something, didn't you? I'm like, I just like concentrated blast. Yeah, you <laughs> called the dev team over and... He was within eight inches, so I actually would have had five chances to do fair, this fair. if I didn't get it. Um, did, you, did you think there was any merit to his Striker 2 loadout, or was um, it inefficient? I no, I kind of liked it. I don't like Centurions that much for being eighteen point like they're they're eighteen points, but they're defensive jacks. They cap at pile eighteen with positive charge, so they they don't like yeah, that's a good number, but if you're charging in, you get three total attacks then at pile eighteen. That's not enough in this game. So I personally like I actually talked to Riker about this thing in particular and we were both like the infantry loadout was actually phenomenal um that was amazing but it's really instead cool. of, yeah but instead of doing like two centurions you drop jakes um you keep the junior because junior and charger is like a match made in heaven but um you drop the two centurions and pick up like three lancers and another pair of chargers and another charger or two lancers and two chargers. Now you've got three reach jacks that all can have positive charge on them. And just, they're just floating about and they can put out rebuke and they can do all of the fun stuff that you need to get done. I don't, so yeah, I didn't like his jack loadout, but I liked the idea behind the list. I like the core concept behind it. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll float that to one of my locals. Who's, who's definitely a big striker two fan. Sure. Um, but if there isn't anything else that anyone else has to ask Brian, let's move on to Sam and get through his final two rounds. Alrighty. Uh, unfortunately, I do have to go in about 10 minutes, so, but I'll speed okay. around my last uh, three rounds, I think I have. Sure. So my fourth round the, of the so last round of the day one of the LCQ was against uh, Matthew M. He's a Canadian from Quebec, so didn't like knocking him out, but uh, <laughs> the matchup was first time I dropped for Chef, and he dropped Viros too. Uh, I can't remember what his other list was, but I figured I needed Rasheth into Viros because mortality isn't really useful on a bunch of lights, and uh, I can't really shoot him, so the Reavers aren't really useful, and Rasheth is my more melee list, as it has the Supreme Guardian and the two Turtles. Top of two, I go first again. Uh, top of two, I use my feet to kill one Griffin and Discordia. And cripple another griffin. Uh, both my turtles kind of go in one, one just to clear the lane for the other one, who goes in and kills Discordia. I also position to start scoring scenario if he can't contest, uh, which is going to be a bit difficult for him because he has 
two turtles in his face and a Supreme Guardian uh, coming up the other side. The game, uh, we attrition back and forth for, for a while. He is certainly winning the attrition fight, but I'm able to, I was able to get an early scenario lead and uh, continually able to contest his zones and keep scoring while he comes around uh, my turtle flank, which had just died from the turtles. And again, with uh, less than a minute on the clock, I score my last point to get up five and win the game. And that's that's beautiful. I'm surprised you didn't clock each other saying sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a lot of you get good at that when you're you get fast at that when you're Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'm I'm gonna let you fly through the last game. So for anyone interested, round five was streamed, so you can catch a, a vod of that. And uh, go ahead and tell us about your matchup. Yeah, round five was uh, against Dan Yunt, a very strong circle player. I played him three years ago at the LVO when I used to play Trolls. He was playing Moshar, who I know he really likes, and I hate playing against Circle because they are so tricky, and I never see the all the layered threats they have. But uh, I got to go. I think I go first again on that one. I got to go first a lot this tournament. Uh, I move up, uh, but of course I move up too far, and he gets way too many shots into my one turtle with his advanced deploy blood trackers, and I, I underestimate how much damage they can do from range when he's able to Sands of Fate Moshar up, uh, put the minus two, D, minus two arm debuff on me, and Sands of Fate away, but, but thankfully I don't lose that turtle. The following turn, my turn two, I my turtles go into some of his light infantry, his Blood trackers and his blood weavers. Uh, I'm able to get mortality off through my arc node onto his the male Tharn archers. And blood man, pack. with mortality, blood pack, that's the one. But uh, with mortality, uh, turtles kind of trivially one shot them with their guns. So melee was into uh, a lot of blood trackers, and each shot, I only rolled four shots that time, but each shot killed a blood, killed, killed a. Uh, Blood pack, so that was pretty neat. Uh, I was able to kill a stalker that turn by clearing a line for a turtle. This is still turn two. But unfortunately, that turn, uh, Dan's turn one, I, not knowing circle well enough, left a very thin line between the building and my turtle for the Lord of the Feast to come up, charge my turtle, or maybe just walk. But anyways, he gets a shot on my agonizer, gets into my back line, Kills uh kills some of my stuff. So turn two, after I kill some stuff with the turtles, Morgul has to go and deal with that. Lord of the Feast in his back line. And I also mortality with Morgul that turn, so I'm le- left camping two. And not really knowing Moshar and not thinking about how Dan likes to play, he really likes the assassination. So he goes on for an assassination on Morgul. He pops in with Sands of Fate. Moshar barks at Morgul and then proceeds to do four to five damage Roll, sorry, roll four to fives on dice off fours for a lot of his attacks. Uh, he also has a blood tracker, one blood tracker shot, and one assaulting pure blood. But due to some bad dice, he doesn't kill me. And on his last, on his on his uh, pure blood assault, he when he doesn't kill me, he ends up boosting on Moshar and boosting damage and just killing his own caster. Just to end it. Uh, we worked out the odds after the game, and it was about a 65% assassination. We thought it was a lot better than that, so it wasn't quite as reliable as he thought it was. Yeah, it was uh, in- interesting. After the game, I was looking at it and trying to see if he would have had better odds boosting or buying, and it seems like just going for pure volume was going to give the best chance, just 
didn't didn't have the dice for it. Yeah, it was the uh, the boosting would have because of uh, me being able to camp too. The boosting was not a was not a better option in that case. Yeah, and I'm guessing the Lord of the Feast charged and shot the bird on your turtle, right, and then just got into your support that way. No, he actually. I think he. I can't recall if he charged the turtle or just walked up. I think he must have charged the turtle, but he was able to get a line onto my agonizer. It wasn't the turtle that he shot. Mm-hmm. I spaced for that. I didn't space for the uh, other backline stuff. Gotcha. Anyways, into my uh, round six. Uh, round six, I got paired against Jake Wilstrop from the UK, uh, team WTC player on Team England. I knew he was, a, he was a big Haley 3 player. I think he said I was his 387th game of Haley 3 this year. Wow. Uh, so I, I knew he was dropping Haley 3. I had a big debate between Morgul and Reshef, but I thought I thought I would need some luck for this game, but I thought being able to scalpel stuff out with Reshef and maybe if he misplaced some Breath of Corruptions would do good work on his trenchers. Yeah, so that's, that, what I that's why I ultimately uh, thought you should go with Reshef too. Uh, so that's what I end up dropping, but he is... He's played the game before. He's spaced out his stuff really well, especially turn one. Uh, he gives me turn one, even though he run- wins the dice. And I I don't play Rasheth. I didn't uh, position Rasheth very well at all that game. Uh, he was too far back. I couldn't get a good, a good feed off to protect my stuff. Anyway, what happens is we kind of skirmish for a while shooting at stuff. Eventually, I send a turtle in to try to deal with Thorn. But due to my bad Rasheth positioning, I can't get Thorn in my feet. I uh, get some other stuff that I need to uh, impact through in the feet, but uh, not Thorn. Thorn, I missed the charge attack, needing boosted nine, uh, boosted eleven, mm-hmm. uh, and I forget about dodge, so Thorn walks away. Mm-hmm. That is also the turn that I forget to activate my agonizers. Um, so both my one turtle and my supreme guardian kind of went into some of his stuff, but with no agonizer support and only limited feet Rasheth feet support. Uh, he kills both, and I'm left on without many options to deal with the rest of his army. I end up going for a long shot assassination on Haley 3. I miss with the first Sunder Spirit, hit with the second Sunder Spirit, and roll triple sixes on damage, leaving her on four <laughs> life. Uh, but all I got left after that is my turtle, uh, who needs 12s to hit her, and she has one shield guard, and even with four shots, no 12s are rolled, so I shake mm. his hand at that point. Fair enough. Do the agonizers let the Supreme Guardian and Siege Genometrics win, or do you need both this, both that uh, and the feet? I, it, it might let one of uh, he, he, I think he still kills the Supreme Guardian. He charged Alexia in with that, and sure. she, she would have left it alive, but he had the uh, Ironclad, which he sent into the turtle, would have gone and she needs Supreme So he, with just the Agonizers, at least one is dying. With the feet and Agonizer, it's hard to say. Uh, earlier in the game, I had scalped out Ragman with a Sunder Spirit, so I took that away, which I think was very important. Mm-hmm. But I thought about it after. What I really needed to do was just send all three huge bases in under Feet and under Agonizer Aura. You can't do that much damage. Yep. And that might have—I don't think—I don't know if I would have won that game because Jake is an excellent Haley three player, but that would be mm-hmm. much more of a chance. When he charged Alexia in did, on the Guardian, did you defensive strike her, or were you saving the defensive strike for later? He he, uh, he did that perfectly, because he brought Risen back, blocked off line all across the line of sight of the Supreme Guardian, and then he could get okay. Alexia in right in the little nook. So no defensive strikes at all that turn. Gotcha. Well, it was a pleasure having you on. 
Thank you for stopping. Yeah. By. Yeah. Thanks, thanks for joining us. And uh, sorry, I got to leave so early. No worries. All right. Yeah. I'll talk to you guys on the Discord. Yep. Have a good night. Talk to you. All right. Take care. Okay. So um, with the LCQ done, uh, obviously we're not we're not going to have time to talk about all of your games. So if you want to maybe talk about one or two of your most memorable ones outside of the LCQ, we can do that. Um. My probably my favorite game, most memorable game I played all weekend was played at midnight against Chandler Torres. Played Higher Claimer Single Judicator versus Xerxes Two Drake Spam. We he his list is Judicator, uh, Sevi running Fire of Salvation, Full Vengers, Full Airs with UA, uh, Min Idrians with UA. I got first turn, ran everything up, kept everything outside of threat range. He shot up a Archidon. Leaving in like five ish boxes and kill the Drake with uh, Errants. The Errants got Hand of Fate that turn. I then feeded, killed all of the Errants and Adjudicator. Uh, the Adjudicator took a Turtle and the Archidon. The following turn, he brought, oh, I also killed like four Avengers and like six ish Idrians. He feeded the following turn. Uh, Higher Claimer was on like 20 something focus. He killed the Drake with Ashes to Ashes bounces. And we just kept grinding from there. On 7B, or no, 7A, he has one choir left and high reclaimer. I have Xerxes too. I trample over the choir uh, to high reclaimer. And on my last attack, uh, kill him with just barely over his box count. And that was the game. Good. Manoff deserves it. I agree. <laughs> It was one of the only games I've ever played where there was literally one model left on the board that when the game was over. Yeah, I, I rarely run into those. E- even even when like the casters are dodging each other in late game state, there's there's always something left. Yeah, that's actually cool. That sounded like a fun game. One of the more memorable ones was, I think it might have even been my last game. I played against Richie, also from Discord. Iona versus Xerxes 2. He dodged me in a scrambler earlier in the day. So we did a makeup game. And uh, I got real hyper-aggressive with uh, Xerxes uh, and the Turtles and Tiberian. He was actually able to crack back and take both Tiberian and uh, Siege and off the table with a Rickhorn, a Stalker, and like four Reavers. Thorn, Thorn Ravagers, sorry, Thorn Ravagers. Uh, so that was a little bit surprising to me. We figured it out that if I just played a little bit more cautiously, it's basically my game to lose at that point because he has to advance up under their turn. The turtles can shoot and scoot back further than they can threat. I had some really horrendous dice again. I needed two boosted eights, missed one, hit the other one, and then needed a five to kill and roll to four. So. Xerxes ended up not sprinting back to safety, and we called the game there because I was camping zero. Yeah. But the Hydra was about to go in, kill a full unit of Ravagers, contest the next, you know, that zone forever. The Siege Animatrix was going to kill uh, Lord of the Feast and his sh- his uh, Wolf Rider champion, which would have left him having one unit on the other zone. Like, it was recon too, so my left zone, I would have had complete domination of that. On the right zone, he would have had a unit of Ravagers, a partial unit of Ravagers, a Stalker, and a Riphorn. 
and like one Wolf Rider champion left. I will take those odds and run with them every day of the week. So if I just, you know, rolled better with Nub, uh, I would have been fine, but I didn't. But like I said, we, we kind of kind of re-racked, just kind of played it out as if I had done something else turn two, and instead of diving way deep in, and his answer was, I, I cloud up, and then I'm like, but I have a Tiberian, you see. He's like, yep, that's not something I can deal with. So um, that's where we think the Iona list is at right now, or at least the standard two Ravager, one Wolf Rider list is at right now. She can cloud and she can do some fun things, but she can't do enough. What did you call Prey? And did you kill him early? Uh, I think call prayed. I didn't get to him. No. Okay. They they actually ended up not being used because his stalker soloed Tiberian. That seems abnormal. It, oh, it was. <laughs> oh, we talked about it. I mean, call one rounding Tiberian, perfectly logical. No. The stalker, yeah. not so much. No. I mean, wait, what I mean, was this turn, You said stalker and Gnarlhorn? Yeah. Riphorn. Oh, Riphorn. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, it was to get the. It, basically, the difference between his and Bogle's list was the Riphorn and Shifting Stones versus a second stalker. I don't. I don't know about that. I'm also not really a fan of the Riphorn. Yeah, I mean, the Riphorn is threat range nine is sad. I mean, that's not what the list is relying on though for its damage output. It's fair, no, of course not. But I don't know. Just interesting choices, and you know, every, everybody's still experimenting at this point. So, yeah. mm-hmm. but uh, we we talked about the Iona and Xerxes two Hydra matchup in some detail, and we'll we'll see how that plays out over time. Um, I think we should call it here. And then maybe do some additional questions for another time. So we're going to wrap up here. Uh, We'll probably do a small part two and then kind of dive into whatever we decide to do next. We would like to thank Hot Carl or Carl Morgan for running this, his 15th and final War Machine weekend. Thank you so much for running this for all these years. We really appreciated it. You mean a lot to the community and to a lot of the players specifically. As a side note, Sam took third in the LCQ overall. So Jake ended up going on to the Invitational and faced Brett Fogel round one, who had double the amount of points that any other LCQ or any other War Machine Weekend qualifier had. So that was a that's an interesting matchup. I don't know if there's any write up on it, but I'll well, try to find a so raptored. So yes. yeah. yeah. Uh, Brett did hard tech his list to beat Haley three. Exactly. Yeah. And <laughs> still might not have pulled it out. Like it was interesting hearing it from both sides. Yeah. Uh, thank you again for listening to Disciples of Agony. Uh, we will see you next time. Farewell. We now consecrate the bond of obedience. Assume the position. Thank you, sir. May I have another? Thank you, sir. May I have another? Thank you, sir. May I have another?